All right, let's go. All right, all right. Canada won the gold the way it should be. And uh, what did you think of the game? Well, there's pretty exciting, heart-stopping games with, with the U.S. and with the Czechs. I enjoy three-on-three. Three. Yeah, I do, too, to tell you the truth, three-on-three. Three. But really, you can't play the whole game three-on-three. No, on. no, but it's better than a shootout. Actually, don't you, you don't need the fourth fourth line. Lots of upsets, too, eh? Like, like you, watching um, the when the Czechs were playing the Swedes, the Swedes were up 2 nothing. And the Czechs scored, and then there was 30 seconds left, and the poor defenseman iced the puck. The Czechs tied it up. Why did he seconds. ice the puck? He was right. He, was he had a clear line going up there. But that's what you and I have always talked about, Dad. In hockey, all over the thing, it's no sin to ice the puck now. They'll 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 clean that up. They have to clean it up because I we I counted 21 icings one time. Czechs. Uh, Tied it up and then won in overtime. And then the U.S. and Sweden was 8-7 was the finals. And uh, so they were, pretty, they were pretty exciting games. You know, it was funny. Like I, I, knew, I knew what the Czech coach was doing. I knew what he was doing. Don't, don't, up, don't upset the Canadians. Just let them go along. Yeah, you called that. You said, you know, they're just lulled them to sleep and then they're going to come on. The last half of the third period, you said that in the first period. Yeah, I, well, I didn't, I didn't think it'd be so obvious, but unbelievable. Two nothing, and there's that, there's that score again. Two nothing, yeah. up by two goals. Well, the one thing, though, that you do have to admit, I think the Czechs and the Slovaks, they were pretty well coached. They they're the pretty good coach. They're pretty good coaches. They they were in the game. They they knew what was happening. Like they you know when you looked at it, if they had a chance to get it out, they got it out. And I think that the the, the Czechs especially were really covering the points, so the Canadian defense yeah. couldn't pinch in too much. But well, I'll tell you one thing: that Bedard, he is something, boy. Well, listen, listen <laughs> it was to like you. that when he scored that winning goal in overtime. It was like a movie. Yeah, like a, <laughs> left. Right, left. Yeah. You know, one thing, Dad, I really enjoyed watching the games with you. The, the things that you point out during the games is is really interesting. The one thing I learned is, where is no man's land on the ice? I mean, there they are, no man's <laughs> land. And I'm going, well, where? that? And describe no man's land, the way they play now. Well, like It's the wingers, over. and the Canadians were doing this, I hate oh, to say. Oh, my goodness. They're, they're not far enough out at the points to cover the point, right? No, they're they're not. And then they're not far enough in to help the defense. Well, they run in to help the defense. They run in and they run out. They run in, they run out. Believe me. And then once you mentioned it, I really noticed it a lot that they were in no man's land. Well, anyhow, getting back to Bedard, he had nine goals, 14 assists, and he was plus 15. You know, that's pretty good in a a series like that. So he's a pretty good hockey player. Now, how do you think he's going to do in the... How do you think he's going to do in the National Hockey League, Tim? I think he's, personally, I think he'll do well the first year, but I think it's going to take him a year to adjust to the size. Because he is, like, he's not McDavid, whereas he's not as fast as McDavid or McKinnon. And he's not as big as as those guys. Nobody's as fast as those guys. How about that goal McKinnon got last night? This is Sunday morning. Jeez, he walked around that. He looks like he gets mad. I know. 
and he, he and he looks like he gets mad every time he scores a goal. He, he it looks got, it looked like beer league with him walking around those two defensemen yeah, put a top corner. Right. But I I think it's I think he's going to be a little bit he'll be better than Jack Hughes. But it took Jack Hughes, who was a first round pick, it took him a year to yeah. get adjusted to the size and the speed. Tim, you told me, and I and I didn't believe it. Thirteen of these guys uh, that played uh, for the Czech team uh, will go back to CHL. Yeah, thirteen. Our CHL, suicide. Our CHL players are better than their CHL players. <laughs> suicide. <laughs> We're it. committing suicide, and we don't even know it. We don't know anything about it. Uh, Just think about that, though. You had the best kids of that age in the world, except for the Russians, weren't in. And the finals, what, 32 of them play in the CHL. Amazing. It says something. Well, you think, well, I'm not getting to that again. Well, Tim, you always say the CHL doesn't promote themselves. I mean, they, they had commercials during the, the, the uh, tournament, but they really don't promote themselves for the uh, development of world-class but, players. Well, let's get into the yeah, goal. Yeah, they, they don't. And, they, you know, like... They, you, you don't see anything about the CHL players. Like we were just talking this morning, yeah. we were watching Sportsnet and between Sportsnet and uh, the other one on TSM, they don't even mention during their sports newscast, you know, like their thing, the scores of the CHL games. But yet they'll show NCAA basketball yeah. and football. It's because a they're too lazy to find out the scores because Canadian television sports are very very lazy, and. Two, it's just easier for them to take highlights from, like, the feeds from the NCAA. Now, the CHL doesn't help themselves. I've said that many times. Yeah, They're, you said, why don't they send a highlight reel to uh, the the, yeah, the broadcasters? But, but they don't even, and like, I know we're getting off topic here. Yesterday, this is Sunday morning, yesterday from 1 o'clock till 4 o'clock, NBC televised the whole football game on just the top high school kids in the U.S. Really? Yeah. And we don't even get prospect games now, you know, you, or, or things. So, But, yeah, it's hard to believe that almost all the players were from the CHL. Especially That's the way it should be. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting point, Tim, where you said about, uh, think about those parents, eh? That that'll be the end of their era. Like a lot of those parents have been together since their kids were, what, Bantam or Pee Wee. Because yeah. they went up through the ranks, right? Yeah. And this is the end. They've, they've gone through under 17. They've gone to, and then this is it for them. They'll yeah. part ways. Yeah. Good way to go out. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, let's get on another subject here. Uh, I hate to use that word tank because that goes way back to Lemieux. But anyhow, tank job, uh, Chicago. Let's say it appears they didn't try to improve themselves. They're in a, they say they're in a rebuilding phase. Yes, that's it. Chicago, Montreal, Vancouver, Arizona, and Columbus. I don't know about I don't know know about Vancouver. Um, well, Vancouver, I don't think they'll take. No, but they they're they're in, they're in there again. They're in no man's land. They're not doing bad enough to get a good <laughs> pick, and they're not doing well enough to make the playoffs. So they're in no man's land. Yeah, but this all stems from Eddie Johnson. But he when they they wanted Lemieux so bad that, Pittsburgh, that, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh. When he was the GM of the Pittsburgh, hey, it was so obvious that he. What would you, what would you say to? I, I was reading like uh, some goalie for Pittsburgh had a three or four game winning streak, and they sent him down to the American Hockey League. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. There's no way they wanted to lose uh, Lemieux, and and it worked out. And that's why they have a draft system now. They have a lottery because of that. So, so if you were. 
Bedard's parents, Dad, where would you want him to go? So let's say the top three. You got Arizona, Chicago. I don't know who. Well, be. Chicago. They they have to start over again, and, and I guess they're going to start over again. I would want him to go to Chicago. Dave. If you go to Chicago right now, nobody even knows you. No. Well, the rumor going around, I know we don't like to talk about rumors, but the theory, conspiracy theory is in the, on the internet is that um, Arizona is going to trade uh, Chikrin to Seattle and get Wright in a couple of picks, Shane Wright. Then they could very well possibly get Bedard. And then you figure Matthew might be going there in another year. Yeah, yeah they'd be looking pretty good just in time for their new rink. Yeah, you have to do something for that new rink. They have to do something for the new rink, uh, the players coming in. Yeah. It'll yeah. be a beautiful rink, and uh, they'll need something. Well, I could see Matthews going there, hometown. He wants, they said he wants $15 million a year. How much? $15 million, they said the rumor. Again, the rumor going around, that's what he'll be asking for. Well, I don't know, the $15 million a year, that's enough, even for the Leafs. And they, they pay the most of anybody. Boy, they put on that power play. That's a pretty good power play. You know, Dad, I, we were watching a game last night, and we just watched the World Juniors. And it was exciting hockey. And then you get it that it's dog days of hockey versus the championship. But I'm watching the, I'm watching the Leafs, and they were, uh, they were playing Detroit. Less than a minute in, a chintzy penalty. And yeah. you know what? I just flipped it off. I just, and the crazy upside down world it is, the refs in the World Juniors were pretty good about calling And at one time we used to say, it's too bad that they don't have the uh, uh, NHL referees down there. And now we're saying, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I know. And they did, and they were pretty good. They let, let yeah. Uh, the only kind of thing that was weird was uh, they, the amount of uh, majors that they called. Well, that's in the rule book, then, you know, and, and the guys were cut. So, okay, Dad, I got to ask you, because we have a lot of Americans listening who are very disappointed. The two goals called back on the Americans in Canada. No, they were, that, that, was, that was the rules. That, that was yeah. the rules. If, if it hadn't been Canadians, I, I would have been ticked off like everybody else. You know, the funny thing is, the only, the only people that care are, are the Canadians, the juniors, and and if they have it in any, any other country, they, they don't draw. But um, well, they were so they even for the, like you know Sweden and Austria, they were getting they almost had sellouts at the games. Yeah, yeah, the main when Sweden would play. Well, no, I'm just saying in Canada. Even when Canada didn't play, they had big. They had oh, good they had crowds. good crowd. Well, they had you know they'd already bought their ticket. Yeah, yeah, probably had to buy My package. Right? Packages, yeah. Well, Jake DeBrus, let's get back to the National Hockey League. Jake DeBrus uh, is out for uh, about a month, and uh, again, with his gloves, he took a shot with the glove. I would ban, I, the first thing I would do if I ran the league, the first thing I'd do is ban those gloves that they have. They are the smallest gloves, and that's why they get hurt. But can, can the can the individual hockey player change his gloves, or are they mandatory? Oh, no, nobody's going to change the gloves. No, they want to follow You're better off taking a... An injury, then uh, <laughs> then set the then, precedent. Well, yeah, <laughs> not unless you, if you don't score goals. How about the Bruins, though? I mean, I know we talk about them. We get a lot of people in Boston listening, but I, I, I got to tell you, if I'm I'm I like the Bruins, and you know, you like to see them do well. I'm nervous for the Bruins that they haven't gone into a slump. Yeah, like you well, know, I don't know. And that Omen, he's only he's only lost one game this year. I know it's done, but I mean, you see them play; they're big. Yeah, they're first of all, they're big. But it's a good job they have that line. 
of uh, Marshawn, uh, uh, Pastoretti, whatever his Pasternak name is. Pasternak and Bergeron. And, and, and Bergeron in the front. That's a pretty good line. Boy, you throw that line out there. It uh, <laughs> got hurt, and he put Pasternak up there, and he should be there all the time. Do it like if you're coaching though, and you see everything going along kickety poo for a long time. Do you do you get nervous as a coach? Well, when we well, you should have seen it when when we won. We never lost an eighteen. I was nervous. I knew I knew it was coming, but I never thought it would be as bad as bad as it. Could not get out of that slump we were in. We were in a we, we were so far in first spot. We went in a slump in and and for a month. And we and and we, we it was right around this time. It was the end of January, yeah. beginning of February. But I'll tell you one thing that they're going to miss that the, the brusque. He was uh, he was second leading scorer, I think it was, and uh, he's a pretty good hockey player. You know, talk about the Boston Gardens. I remember when you guys were down, uh, you as the kids were down there, and uh, Led Zeppelin was coming to town. I was trying to get tickets, but I don't know, Daddy didn't have enough pull to get me tickets. But uh, anyway, tell us a story about you yeah. and Led Zeppelin with the gardens. Yeah, so they were they were selling tickets at, and this like back then you had to line up for uh, stay overnight to get the tickets yes, right like you yes. you know it wasn't on and it was cold and it was really cold that night like it was really really cold in boston i think there was a bit of a snowstorm so somebody had the idea of let the kids who were waiting for the led zeppelin tickets inside the gardens and they would give a number who where you were in line and then at 8 o'clock, they were going to say, you know, numbers 1 through 20, and then you would go into the box office and buy the tickets. Well, they ended up having around close to a sellout. They most close to like 12,000. Well, Zeppelin always told it. Like 12,000 people waiting to get tickets. So, but you and I, we went to practice in the morning, and we didn't realize what was going on, no. right? And so in the old day, like at the old gardens, we would go up through the back ramp, and then we would walk into the dressing room and you wouldn't see the rink. And there was kind of like a hallway, the dressing yeah. room, and then there was a big drapes and you couldn't see the rink. So we got there early. And so, you know, I would have been maybe 11 or 12. And Scott Cashman, Wayne Cashman's son was there. Craig and Robbie Cheever's, uh, Craig, uh, uh, Jerry Cheever's sons were there. So we usually went out for a skate before. So we were getting our skates on and we got our, you know, we were walking out. And for some reason... Terry O'Reilly and Peter McNabb were kind of hanging around, and which was kind of weird. They were making small talk with us. And we opened up the curtain to walk out, and there's 14,000, 12,000, 14,000 people. And they're screaming and yelling. And like we're like, oh, my goodness. So we turn around like we're not walking. And Peter and Terry stood there and said, nope. If you want to play in the National Hockey League, you got to learn how to play in front of people. And they opened the door and made us go on the ice. <laughs> And then locked locked the door. So we're skating around, and people were throwing stuff at us. They were throwing cookies at us. Yeah, but us. tell us why they were throwing stuff at you. Well, this was like early on, right? So they were throwing stuff. And like if you if we shot and missed the net, they would boo <laughs> and stuff like that. So we wanted to get off, but but we couldn't because they locked the door, right? <laughs> we, could, we couldn't get off. So finally, they we, we they opened the door and got off. And I don't even think you guys got on the ice, did they? No. And and I remember a big guy with the bull gang. They call him bull. And he, he said, you better get those kids off the ice. It's going to be trouble. I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. And he says, well, they're fooling around with the tickets with Led Zeppelin. So we better, 
you better get those kids off the ice. So I, I sent the trainer to get them off the ice. I don't didn't understand what was yeah. going on. So what happened was that I guess after maybe less than 100 people were called up to get tickets, they, were, they had to announce that the, that the show was sold out. <laughs> so can you imagine those kids? They were probably, you know, stro- drinking and smoking and the tired. whole deal and tired. And they just started wrecking the place. Yeah, they did they did a pretty good job. And they, they, what they, did they do, Cindy, you remember? Well, I re- all I remember is that they yanked off, uh, yanked the toilets off and flooded the place, they, the plumbing. And uh, it was it was really big big news in Boston, boy, yeah, when they the, wrecked the gardens. The, back then, there were no cell phones and there was no videos, and the the Boston police cleaned it out pretty oh, quick. Oh, those Irish cops! <laughs> I, they, with their big boy, German, you better she- move. <laughs> with their big German shepherds yeah. coming in. Oh, I, I remember. I, Do you remember? You know, the thing I remember the most with the policemen with their German shepherds is on Saturdays when the Bruins used to play on Saturday afternoon and the Celtics would play that night. And we'd be waiting for you by the wives' room where you come out. And they would bring the policemen would come in with their monster German shepherds because they were they wanted people to get out. You know yeah. what I mean? There'd be I could see some kids trying to hide because they were at the Bruins game and now they get to see a Celtics game if they hide yeah. really well. And that's how they went through the gardens with these big monster shepherds going through and looking for kids that were trying to hide out <laughs> like holy smokes watch them go yeah. by they, well, looked like, they were look like they were bears almost yeah they were i oh they were huge well, you know it's, you know it's funny thing i know i told this story a long time ago but i'm gonna tell it again the guy stole a kid a kid 16 years old stole uh uh one of the sticks and they were they were carrying them out and the, the kid Went to kick one of the co- cops. Oh boy, you you just did not do that. No, you did not do that down in Boston. The guy and I saw the guy take the billy out of the back of his pocket and corked the guy right over the head. The guy, you know, he went and well, I think he said he broke his nose. And oh, blood they all did all a number the and so I went up and as I was walking by, I said, "Geez, you have to do that to the kid." And he said, "You want your stick solid?" And I, yes, sir. <laughs> I got right out walking. Boy, those Irish cops, you never fool with them. Dad and Cindy, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online and sports book. And if you sign up now and use the promo grapes, they'll match deposit up to $500. You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big money. And then your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. So they, uh, you could, back then you could, and Canadian money and can, Canadian... Yeah, yeah, it's Canadian funds, which is good, and Canadian money. And uh, as I said, they've been a, a very good sponsor for us and helped Don Cherry's Pet Rescue Foundation. Yes, they have. And, I just um, don't understand other people going out to all the other ones when they got a, a great one here in Canada. And as you say, Canadian money supports charities. I, I don't... Anyhow, we, we should talk about uh, those two goalies that played in uh, against Czech and that... In the last game, we're six foot. Uh, if they say there's six, if they say there's six one, there's six six foot. That's what usually we use. But all the goaltenders in the National Hockey League, they all all they do is draft uh, big big guys. Right. Well, because that the Thomas Millick for Canada, and then the other one was Thomas. Uh, I think it's uh, Sukanek. They're six foot one, and they'd been passed over the NHL. And these kids have gone really and have played well in the CHL, like have gone far into the playoffs. And the reason being is that general managers think a six foot one goalie is too small. You know, I I, I remember uh, 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 Darren Pang. Remember Darren Pang? Oh, yeah. 
He was the smallest of them all. But the goalies now, Linus Almuck is 6'5". Hullabuck is 6'4". Um, Shazerickson's the only one that's 6'1". These six are the one. top goalies with their save percentage. Logan uh, Thompson is 6'4". Uh, Jake, I'm, I'm reading uh, this. Ottinger. Ottinger is 6'5". Martin Jones, 6'4". Bileski is 6'4". And uh, Tristan Jerry is 6'2". And here's the two guys that are uh, in the best in the world. Well, I guess you call them the best in the world. They're, they're six foot. So yeah, I don't know. It, it seems as if they, do, they just do not want to get a small goalie. Right. And, I mean, anyway, but they're that, not really small. No. But, I mean, you and I have seen that. Like, it, it's the if you're not 6'2 or 6'3, the NHL GMs don't want you. And we saw that in the CHL. Yeah. Like, we went out and watched a lot of really good smaller goalies yeah. um, not get drafted. And it was weird. I remember you were talking. We saw some goalies, Cindy, who at age 15 were like 6'3 or 6'4. And they were the first goalies to go. Yeah. And never – and didn't you know a lot of them didn't pan out and you saw these smaller goalies who were like maybe five nine five ten yeah. at, at six fifteen sixteen which is you which know is pretty still good size and would win the league championship or would do that and, you and know, never never they never even think of drafting. never even think of them they're too so small. what's your theory well i know the theory I have, would, I would you be prejudiced is that the word against a what shorter was cheevers? what was cheevers He's about he six wasn't foot. that big he was uh, he was six foot. And most, Do they just figure because they're big and they're monster equipment that there's just less net to? Well, to, I guess to, remember uh, who was the guy who had the two by four in the back? Garth Snow. Yeah, <laughs> they've they've gone back then, and they they have the equipment down pretty good now. It's it's not that big, right? But what the CHL GMs would say is that these smaller goalies, when they're playing against a higher competition, they would get picked apart. Because and then the NHL GM said these six foot one goalies, which is you know would, which means they're six three on the ice, mm-hmm. uh, would get picked apart. Hmm. I remember there was a, a small goalie for uh, Mississauga Rebels about about six or seven years ago, and he was fantastic. Yeah, and not not drafted. Not drafted. Never even got never even got a sniff. Before we wrap up, Dad, we're going to do one more question, Cindy. Okay, this is from David99. If you could take one player, but not McDavid, to start a team, yeah. who would it <laughs> McDavid, be? McDavid, he's <laughs> another world. He, this guy's smart. He says, but not McDavid, because he knows you'd go there. <laughs> who would it well, be? I knew you were going to ask me that question. I had to think it over and think it over. And I could have I could have said, you know, second league scorer and third league scorer, Matthews and the whole deal. But you know who I'd take? I'd take Bergeron of the, of the Boston Bruins. I know, you know, you're winners of the Boston Bruins, and you always stick with the Boston Bruins. He scores, gets 30 goals a year when he's more important. He's definitely on the draws. He right. killed, but because we were watching the World Juniors, and Canada was just getting murdered oh, on the draws, like murdered. And they have a power player, right? The Czechs or the Americans, they'd win, especially the Americans, just killed them on the draws. They down the ice, it's 30 seconds. Yeah, well, I, I, I would definitely have a guy on the team that can take a draw, even if he goes out there for the takes the draw and then gets right up. He kill. Well, anyhow, Bergeron kills the penalty. He plays the power play. He's a leader and he's a team player, and that's the guy I picked. If I if I couldn't have McDavid, I'd have Bergeron. 